Morning. Um, so today I'm going to be preaching on sweeties. Hey! But before we get to the sweets, um, yeah, bit of a sugar rush. Um, a bit of background, I suppose. It kind of starts back way in my childhood. Um, you might not know or you might not guess, but I'm from Scotland. Hey! That's not the news of the day, is it? Um, so yeah, I grew up in Glasgow for the first kind of eight years of my life. I was in Glasgow and then we moved up to the east coast of Scotland. But this story really starts back in Glasgow. Um, so when you talk about Glasgow, people have got various views and opinions. And there's an old, old photo of Glasgow, which is in the slums of the Gorbals. And there's kids hardly got any clothes on, looking all dirty. That's not where I lived. And that's also not in the 70s when I was growing up. That was many, many years before that. So try and get that picture of Glasgow out of your head. Uh, so we grew up in the south part of Glasgow in a place called Kings Park. Uh, one of the things that's very well known in Scotland and in Glasgow in particular is the football. Any football fans? Dave's hands up. Yeah, a few. Yeah. Um, so in the east end of Glasgow, the team is Celtic. Uh, in the south and the west side, it's Rangers. Big old firm rivalries between those two. We won't even go into the sectarian religious divides between the two teams. We didn't live near either of those two grounds, but football was important for where we grew up because we were next to Hamden, which is the Scottish National Stadium. Now, I know you don't know that Scotland even have a national football team, but we do. They're not always very good, at least not since the 1980s. Um, but there, there, there exists a national Scottish football team. And I grew up two streets away from Hamden, so very close to Hamden Stadium. And football was kind of always around. It was always some match or other. Um, so although I, at that age I didn't play football or really particularly watch it, you were always surrounded by football stuff. Uh, and if anyone really knows some of the big names in, in, in football, uh, the local pub right opposite Hamden, actually, faces Hamden, is called the Beechwood, and its uh, manager at the time was a chap called Pat Harkins. His daughter was called Marina. She went on to marry Kenny Dalgleish. So Kenny and Marina were often around and about, and the other people that were around and about, Alex Ferguson, yeah, he was around. Uh, and it wasn't really in those days a big deal. They, they, those guys were around Celtic and, and Scottish football. They weren't the kind of big names that they became. Certainly not Alex Ferguson um, at the time. So that's the kind of context around where we lived, particularly for those that are interested in football. But we lived in a, in a house that was a bit like a maisonette, like you get on Wythe Lane. So there's kind of stairs going up and there's a flat upstairs, but then there's a house downstairs, a kind of two split level. We lived upstairs and downstairs was a family with two kids about my age called Lynn and Leslie Ann. And we spent most of our summers just playing together. They were meant to have the front garden, we had the back garden. It was just everybody's garden. And we just played between the two. Now, the next thing is really important, because this is really what the preach is about, not just about a history lesson in Glasgow. Next door to us, upstairs, was a couple. Now, apparently their names were George and Mary Ann. I would never, ever have dreamed to even know their names, never mind call them George and Mary Ann. To me, they were a Mr. and Mrs. Faithful. That was their name, Mr. and Mrs. Faithful. And at that time, they looked about 80 to me. In reality, they probably weren't. Uh, Mrs. Faithful, with a very kind face, I don't know how else to describe her, always a very kind face, 
White, white hair, really white, it was really tight curls, just to give you an idea. But Mr. and Mrs. Faithful, everybody knew Mr. and Mrs. Faithful. They were retired. Every week on a Saturday, they would go out shopping. Never quite worked out where they went shopping. But when they came back, all the kids knew that they'd come back from shopping. And the reason we knew they'd come back is that every Saturday afternoon, out of their window, which looked over where we were playing, they would give us some of these. Does anyone recognize these? Toffees from M&S Devon Toffees. And they've been in a blue wrapper since the 1970s, and they've remained the same. So out of the window every Saturday afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. Faithful would come back from their shopping, and we, the kids, would be waiting or watching, and they would just do this. And it happened every Saturday. So Saturday comes round again. Guess what? And then the next Saturday, Mr. and Mrs. Faithful saw us kids. We were sometimes quite cheeky and we'd shout, Oh, Mrs. Faithful, going in, no forget, it's Saturday. <laughs> like she would forget it was Saturday. So she'd do this again the following week. And I had long, long since forgotten about Mr. and Mrs. Faithful until this week. And then God said to me, what does faithful mean? What is faithfulness about? And it brought me straight back to an M&S blue Devon toffee. Now, before I move into all the practical things, all the spiritual things practically, if you've got an allergy to milk or soya, please don't eat these. Horizon accepts no responsibility for any fillings lost in the chewing of said toffees. <laughs> but I love that they've never changed. And every time I see them and I have one or somebody else has one, sometimes patients on the ward get given these and I see them. And it always, always reminds me of Mr. and Mrs. Faithful. So then I was thinking, God, what does faithful really mean? What is, what's, what's this about? And there was a statement I found which was in a dictionary, not related to, to Christianity. It was a steadfast adherence to a person or a thing. There's something about reliable, constant, loyal, truthful, accurate, and exclusive. Something about faithful relates to that. And for me, Mr. and Mrs. Faithful, they were loyal and they were reliable with their Devon toffees on a Saturday. In the Bible, the Old Testament uh, talks about upholding, confirming, supporting in a steadfast way. And the word is aman, and that means faithful. In the New Testament, it's pistis, I've said that carefully. And that's about belief and trust and reliability. So we often think, I have to say when I think of the word faithfulness, it sounds like a bit of an old-fashioned word. It's not something I think we tend to say day-to-day -day outside of church. It's almost become quite a word that's kept inside church. But we might use the words constant, reliable, somebody's a loyal friend, meaning they're faithful. But the Bible talks about faithful. Number one thing the Bible talks about is God is faithful. Full stop. God is faithful. In his very nature, he is faithful. He is. He doesn't think he's faithful. He doesn't believe. He is faithful. In 2 Timothy 2, 13, the verse says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. 
God is faithful. In Exodus, there's a time where Moses climbed Mount Sinai and he had two stone tablets and God was going to give him the Ten Commandments to write on the stone tablets. But as he was on the way, the Lord came before him and passed in front of him in a cloud. I can't even imagine God passing in front of you in a cloud. And at that time, God was proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He wasn't just faithful, he's saying abounding in faithfulness. Abounding, God is faithful. God is abounding in faithfulness. And remember what that means, reliable, constant, loyal, never failing. God is faithful. The second thing about God being faithful is his faithfulness doesn't change. Deuteronomy 7.9 says, The faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God is faithful, not just today, Sunday the 11th of November 2018. God is faithful forever. He is faithful regardless of time or circumstances and his faithfulness does not change. Our circumstances might change. He does not change. The other thing to say about when God's saying he is faithful is to acknowledge that God doesn't lie. Part of his character is that it is impossible for him to lie. So he's not just saying he's faithful and later on he'll do something different or saying he's faithful and actually that's not quite true. Hebrews 6.18 says it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. So when we think about God being faithful, he who says he is faithful will always be faithful. He will always be constant and reliable and loyal. No matter our situation, he is faithful. Now sometimes that's quite hard because God's given you a promise or God's taken you through circumstances and you don't see that thing that you've been praying for be answered. You don't see that promise coming to fruition. That's about our perspective on the situation. That doesn't change the fact that God is faithful. That's about our position. And sometimes we need to go back and say, God, you gave me this promise. I know you gave me that promise. I know you are faithful. And so I know that you will remain faithful, even though I can't see it, even though I look around me and my circumstances haven't changed. You are faithful. By nature, you are faithful. You are loyal and you are constant and you are reliable. And sometimes in our lives, we don't always experience that, do we? We have people that let us down. We have situations that let us down. Sometimes we have people that, that turn the opposite way and gosh, they're different than we thought they were. God's not like that. So let's remember, he is faithful. The second thing is that uh, apart from God being faithful, he calls us to faithfulness. So again, remember that word faithfulness means constant, reliable, loyal. The first thing in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments say we should have no other God and we should not worship any other God or any other idol. So we are asked as Christians to be faithful to God. And that's coming back to that word about exclusiveness, that only us and him, no one else, excluding all others, 
putting aside every other type of religion, putting aside everything else that we might worship, we should be loyal and constant and reliable and exclusive to God. What does that mean for us? That sounds like a bit of a funny thing to say. What it means is we don't place anything or anyone above God. We don't put money above our relationship with God. We don't put power. We don't put our ego. We don't put status. The thing that's the most important thing to us is our relationship with him. And everything else comes under that. There's nothing above our relationship with God. And that's easy to get tripped into. You get carried away with the status of your job. You get carried away with this world that tells you money's everything. If you don't have money, you're going to fail. We get carried away with glamour and how we look. We get carried away, sometimes with serving church, sometimes serving other people, actually ends up being above our worship to God. And God says, worship me first. Have no other gods. Worship me alone. Don't worship any other idol. The second thing is to be careful in our lives that we don't dabble in other things around other religions or other things. So we don't dabble in astrology, tarot cards. We don't go and see psychics. That's not worshipping God first. That's looking at other things that might tell us how our life's going to unfold. That's not what God says. God says, come to me first. Worship no other gods. Let's not get caught up in uh, reading our horoscopes to find out what kind of week we're going to have. You want to know what kind of week you're going to have? Sit and pray and ask God what kind of week you're going to have. Don't read the magazine, the Bella, or the Take a Break, or whatever ones have got it in it. Um, yeah, let's remain faithful to God and put him first. Let's not get caught up in things that our world probably tell us are all right. It's all right to go see a psychic every now and then. God says, worship me alone, exclusively excluding all others. Let's not be distracted by things that other people uh, tell us about. Maybe people tell you about Buddhism. Maybe people tell you about Islam and you're interested to find out. It's okay to find out about other religions. It's okay to have information. What this is about is not worshipping or putting those things before God. The other thing to say about Lord calling us to faithfulness is faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. When we believe and become Christians and receive the Holy Spirit in our lives, we receive the gifts of the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, these are uh, spoken about. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Now, I'd love to say that when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, that you have all of those things in every situation without problem. You are just joyful and kind and life situations just keep you in this bubble of I'm, I'm joy, I'm kind and nothing bothers you. It doesn't work like that. We have to continue to be filled by the Holy Spirit so that we can be those things to everyone else and to ourselves. Sometimes we need to be kind and peaceful to ourselves. But we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us with those things above your situation because you've received from the Holy Spirit a measure of something beyond yourself. You haven't dug deep to be more patient. You haven't just, oh, I'm going to do it. It's not about that. It's about him depositing in us the ability to be patient despite our situation and taking us in a different space. So if we're Christians, 
and we've received the Holy Spirit into our lives, we can say, Holy Spirit, help me. Give me the gift of patience today. Give me the gift of faithfulness today. Uh, The third thing about our call to be faithful is that it's visible and rewarded. In Matthew 25, uh, uh, there's a section, uh, Matthew 25, 23, uh, and the Bible says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Uh, And that's where someone has been faithful with what they received uh, and done wise things with it. They're being rewarded. Faithfulness is visible. People see in your life if you are a faithful person or not. People talk about things like loyalty and reliability outside of church. If we think about that as being faithful, do people call you a faithful person? Do people say, ah, yeah, she's a faithful friend. She's a faithful neighbor. She's constant, reliable. People see it. But sometimes, like this verse... You've been faithful with a few things. You don't have to start being faithful with many things. You just have to start with a few things. And pray to God, Lord, help me be faithful in this commitment I've taken on. Maybe you've taken on something new in the church. Maybe you started doing creche or worship team. Lord, help me be faithful in that step that I've taken. Let me serve you constantly, reliably. Let me work with the other people I'm with let me be seen as a loyal person. Let me be seen as faithful with that team that I work with. Maybe it's outside of church and at work. Let's be seen as being faithful and loyal and reliable people. And let's remember to do what we say when we say we're going to do it. Sometimes words are very easy to say, oh yeah, 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 I'll do that. And then we never do it. And people begin to notice that when you say you'll do something, you never do it. And that's the opposite of being faithful. That's really letting people down. And sometimes it's worse to say you're going to do it and to let people down than to just wait until you're sure you can do it and then offer. So let's be careful with what we say that we don't let our faithfulness down by by being too quick to offer something that we can't deliver on. Because that doesn't show us as being constant and loyal and reliable. And remember, one of the things we are as Christians outside of here is the face of Jesus to people. So when we let people down, which we sometimes do, of course, but actually what we want to be is them seeing a bit of Jesus in us. Actually, I know her. She's always constant and faithful and reliable. I wonder what it is about her. And then they start to ask you questions. And what they're seeing is Jesus in your life. So let's remember that we need to show that constant, reliable faithfulness to people outside of the church. And remember what I said, every Saturday, Mr. and Mrs. Faithful, they were constant. They were reliable. I'm going to go that way. (laughs) I think they were just all at Yasmin that time. I'm going to steer through that side. I need to make sure Gareth doesn't get a hold of any. I'll try and make sure, Jeff. I'm going to go the middle. I also didn't see a, a risk uh, assessment about any head injuries from the throwing of toffees. They're coming middle. And the reason I've done that again is because, remember, every Saturday, constantly, reliably, Mr. and Mrs. Faithful had the Devon toffees and they threw them out the window. 
There will be more at the end for anyone that didn't get one thrown at them. But see, 40 odd years later, what I remember about Mr. and Mrs. Faithful is their constant loyal reliability. Now that was about sweets. And you could think that's quite frivolous. I didn't really know them that well in honesty. I don't really know if they had a faith. I don't really know anything much else about them. They moved away before I moved from Glasgow. But what I do know is they still today teach me a lesson, not just about shopping in Marks and Spencers, but about being faithful and being constant. And I wonder what they would think if they knew 40 years later I was throwing out Devon toffees and preaching about them in London. But what I saw in them was that constant reliability and faithfulness to do what they said they would do. And I wonder what people say about us. I wonder if people think, oh, she's such a constant, loyal, reliable person. And I know she's that because she's got a faith and she's a Christian. The other thing about faithfulness is taking the word slightly differently, not looking at its specific meaning, but just saying, let's break it down. Faithfulness is faithfulness. It's about being full of faith. Actually, let's be filled with faith. And in our lives, there's oftentimes we can look back on and think, oh yeah, there was a time there that I was really filled with faith. So just for a moment, I want you to have a think about a time where in your life, you were like, yeah, I'm so filled with faith. Maybe it's when you first became a Christian. Maybe it's a time that God blessed you. Maybe it's when he answered a prayer. He fulfilled a promise. You saw something in other people. You were maybe at a conference or a time of worship. And you were so full of faith bubbling up inside you. A fullness of faith that was almost ready to explode out. I know God's going to do this. I know God's got this. Or wow, look at what God's done. And sometimes in our faith, we can lose that time. We can be less than full of faith. Maybe circumstances come against you. Maybe we waver in our faith. Maybe a prayer hasn't been answered. Maybe a promise wasn't fulfilled. Maybe in difficult times, we actually find it difficult to be full of faith. Maybe we question what God's doing. But when we go back to the very beginning, we said what God was. God is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Whatever our experience is. He's constant, reliable, loyal, regardless of our situation. Regardless of how full of faith we feel, he hasn't changed. He remains faithful in spite of what we see and in spite of our situation. When we get to that point, sometimes it's good, as I've just got you to do, to think back to a time where we were full of faith, full of excitement for what God had done or God's going to do. To start praising him for those times and start saying, yeah, God, that was so amazing. When I first became a Christian, I was like, yeah, come on. Maybe it's the time where he answered a prayer and you're like, yeah, God, I want to be back to that time. Help me be full of faith again. Lord, help me be filled up so that I can say, when Jill talks about it again, yeah, I'm, I'm full of faith for what you're going to do. Maybe it's not about your life. Maybe it's about your family. Maybe it's about horizon. Are we full of faith for what God's going to do in this area? Are we full of faith at what God's got planned in Sutton and St. Helier State? Let's be filled with faith for what his plans are. It's not from us. 
It's from him. So I just wanted to talk about faithfulness today, to think about Mr. and Mrs. Faithful, by very name who were faithful, and to think about how we can be faithful in our faith, in our work with him, and in our lives outside of church, that people will say about us, they're so faithful. And they might say constant, reliable, loyal, because we tend not to use faithful as a word. Faithful's not a fancy biblical word, but it's incredibly powerful. Let's be people that are filled with faith and able to show that faithfulness outside of these doors to our friends, our people at work, people we come across in the supermarket. Let's be seen as being constant and reliable. Let's make sure our lives put God first, above all other things, above other religions, above everything else that we might want to look up to. Let's be faithful and let's be filled with faith. So I just want to pray as, as we finish. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful. That it's in your nature to be constant and reliable. Father, we pray for those here that really struggle to experience that. Father, we pray that you will step into their lives and show that you are constant, you are reliable. Even if they've never experienced it here on earth, they will know that you are faithful in their lives. Lord, we pray as we live our lives that you will help us be faithful in our day-to-day walk with you. That we'll put aside all other things to worship. We'll be careful not to get involved in things that are from other religions that we worship. That we'll be careful to be seen as loyal and reliable to people outside of church and inside church. Help us to be seen as people who are known as faithful. And help us to be filled again with a fullness of faith about what you're doing and what you will do in the future in our lives. Help us remember the times that we were so filled with faith. Help us be refilled and refreshed in our faith today. In Jesus' name, amen.